RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. Police arrest a married couple on suspicion of murder following the death of a three-month-old baby. Health Minister Lo Chung Mao plays down the likelihood of Hong Kong quickly doing away with quarantine hotels. And Salman Rushdie's agent says the author is on a ventilator and will likely lose an eye after he was stabbed at a lecture in New York State. Police say they've arrested a married couple on suspicion of murder following the death of a three-month-old baby in the early hours of the morning. The suspects are a 24-year-old woman and her 35-year-old husband. Police say the baby boy's mother had entrusted the couple to take care of him. Officers say they received a report just before 2am about a baby being found unconscious at a Thai Kok Choi flat. The child was rushed to Kuang Wah Hospital and was later certified dead. Acting Superintendent Chu Ping Fai said the baby showed signs of injury. We found a number of suspicious injury on the baby and the pathologist has examined the baby and found that there was some wounds on the right face near the eye corner and uh, some burnt wounds at the baby's the left forearm, left leg, right thigh and the right foot. One of the lines of investigation is that there may be child abuse or neglect of taking care. Health Minister Lo Chung Mao has played down the likelihood of Hong Kong quickly doing away with quarantine hotels and moving to seven days of health monitoring instead. Appearing earlier on a radio programme, he said the move yesterday to, to three days of hotel quarantine from seven could see arrival numbers increase by 60 to 80 percent, as more quarantine hotel rooms would now be available. But speaking to reporters afterwards, Professor Lowe said dropping hotel quarantine and moving to a so-called zero plus seven system would depend on the nature of the COVID pandemic. I can't promise. Depends on the COVID situation. Everyone hoped to have you know, more resumption of travel and economic activity. But we have to look at the COVID the situation and we have to remember that the virus is continued to mutate and the pandemic is continuing to evolve. Even WHO and many experts have warned that the pandemic is not over yet. To say hastily that we will relax everything and go to a zero quarantine measure will be not practical. Deputy Chief Secretary Warner Chuk says government efforts to clean up Hong Kong will not be limited to a three-month campaign that starts tomorrow. Speaking on a radio program, Mr Chuk said departments including the Food and Environmental Hygiene Department will have to submit performance indicators. After the program, Mr Chuk was asked about media reports of long-standing hygiene problems at locations like Causeway Bay Market and Chunyung Street Market in North Point. We accept criticism. Some places have been hygiene black spots for 19 years. Certainly it may be because cleaning work hasn't been done thoroughly and properly. This also shows, on the other hand, that those who litter haven't changed their habits. So we in the task force will put an emphasis on education and publicity, which is one of our three tasks. We hope people will understand it's up to everyone to keep Hong Kong clean. Chief Executive John Lee says he's studying ways to increase housing supply that include the streamlining of land development approval and increasing plot ratios. In a Facebook post, he said over the past week he had held three online consultations that covered housing, innovation and technology and health. Mr Lee said he understood housing was a major problem and he would also be holding district-level meetings. The Chief Executive will deliver his first policy address on October the 19th. 
Salman Rushdie's agent says the British author is on a ventilator and will likely lose an eye after he was stabbed at the start of a lecture in Chautauqua, New York. In a written statement, Andrew Wiley also said Mr Rushdie had damaged his liver and severed nerves in an arm. Police have named the suspect, whom they detained after the attack, as Hadi Matar, a 24-year-old New Jersey man. Sir Salman has been the target of Islamist death threats since the 80s. Bradley Fisher was in the audience when the attack began. The host had just been making the introductory remarks. Mr. Rushdie was walking down on the, out on the stage. We were all expecting a, a morning lecture. Then a man jumped up on the stage from I don't know where and started what looked like beating him on the chest, repeated fist strokes into his chest and neck. Apparently he had a knife, and that's when things got chaotic on the stage. The former Iranian leader, Ayatollah Khomeini, issued a fatwa against Mr. Rushdie in 1989, calling for him to be killed over his novel, The Satanic Verses, which many Muslims saw as blasphemous. The search warrant executed on Donald Trump's Florida home on Monday has been unsealed after the former U.S. president made no objection. It shows the FBI search was partly based on suspicions of violations of the U.S. Espionage Act relating to the illegal retention of sensitive defense documents. FBI agents removed 11 sets of documents, some classified as top secret. Mr. Trump denies any wrongdoing. Shannon Boa O'Brien is an associate professor at the University of Texas who has done research on U.S. presidents. We know from some of the stuff like the classification levels of some of the things that these things may be really sensitive information and they are trying to take steps to make sure it remains secured. From what I understand, NARA, National Archives, has been trying to get things from the former president for quite a while. We know that they've sent letters if he didn't respond, they may be very worried about what he might retain. Reacting to the unsealing of the warrant, Mr. Trump said all the documents were declassified and placed in secure storage. Writing on social media, he said the FBI agents could have had any of them any time they wanted. United Nations aid agencies are warning they're facing their biggest ever funding gap. In December, the UN had appealed for a record 44 billion US dollars. Jens Leerke is a spokesman for the UN Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs. This is the largest gap we've ever had. However, it is also the largest amount of donor funding that has ever been committed. So the problem is the following, that the, re, the needs in the world are rising much, much faster than the donor funding is coming in. And to football, and for a look at what's in store for week two of the English Premier League, here's the BBC's Sani Rajuvala. Match day two of the Premier League gets underway this weekend, starting with Aston Villa hosting Everton. Both sides are looking to bounce back from opening day defeats. Champions Manchester City welcome Bournemouth to the Etihad Stadium. Hot off a superb performance from new boy Erling Haaland. He scored twice as City beat West Ham 2-0 last time out. And the Norway international is one of many who will test the newly promoted Bournemouth to their limits. Christian Eriksen returns to Brentford as his Manchester United team look to put their disastrous 2-1 defeat to Brighton at Old Trafford behind them. Eric Ten Hag has his work cut out, though. United's away record last season was their worst ever in the Premier League. 
On Sunday, a sellout city ground hosts its first Premier League game for 23 years as promoted Nottingham Forest host West Ham. And perhaps we've saved the best for last as London rivalries are reignited at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea versus Tottenham. Spurs' 4-1 demolition of Southampton last weekend showed their quality, but Chelsea look rejuvenated under new ownership. They beat Everton 1-0 last weekend and have been busy in the transfer market. Ex-Manchester City forward Raheem Sterling says he feels at home. Now he's back in London and he'll be looking to impress at the bridge. The US House of Representatives, with its Democratic majority, has approved a landmark bill worth 430 billion US dollars. It's been seen as the biggest investment in climate change in American history. The BBC's Gary O'Donoghue reports. This is a significantly scaled-down version of Joe Biden's original plans, but after bringing sceptical Democrats on board in the Senate, it's now passed the House of Representatives with a 13-vote majority. It attracted not a single Republican vote in either chamber. The president is expected to sign it into law next week. And back to football. For the first time in years, Lionel Messi is missing from the shortlist for the prestigious Ballon d'Or award. The Argentine superstar had an underwhelming first season with Paris Saint-Germain. Messi, who won the title for the seventh time last year, had been a constant presence among the nominations since 2006. His Brazilian teammate, Neymar, is also absent. France's Karim Benzema, who also plays for Real Madrid, is tipped to win this year's Ballon d'Or. And now to the weather. There'll be sunny periods and a few showers in the afternoon, mainly cloudy tonight, moderate southerly winds. And the outlook, mainly fine in the next couple of days, very hot during the day on Monday, becoming cloudier with a few showers midweek next week. And currently the temperature is at 32 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is at 72%. And now to end the news, the top stories once again. Police arrest a married couple on suspicion of murder following the death of a three-month-old baby. Health Minister Lo Chung Mao plays down the likelihood of Hong Kong quickly doing away with quarantine hotels. And Salman Rushdie's agent says the author is on a ventilator and will likely lose an eye after he was stabbed at a lecture in New York State. And that's all the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 before doing a COVID-19 rapid antigen test, read the user guide carefully and follow each step as instructed. First, prepare a clean surface and wash your hands. For a nasal swab, insert the swab into your nostrils and rub it against the walls of each nostril several times as instructed. Submerge the swab tip fully into the buffer solution and stir. Squeeze droplets of the solution slowly into the well of the test device afterwards. Wait for the time specified in the user guide and read the result. Results taken beyond the time limit will be invalid. When finished, dispose of all parts of the test kit properly. If only the C-line is present, the test result is negative. If both the C-line and the T-line are present, the test result is positive. In which case, you have to take a photo of the result and report it within 24 hours via the declaration system of the Department of Health. Do the test often by yourself. It helps you detect any infection and receive treatment as soon as possible to protect yourself and others around you. Do the test. Protect yourself and others. Radio 3. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. It's all about the secret BGVs. Yes, some of the most famous singers lending their vocal talents to other classic legend songs. Of course, David Bowie, fame. Huge friends with John Lennon. So the high-pitched squeal of... That's Mr. Lennon. 
listening to Radio 3 right here on... You're listening to Radio 3 right here on Michael Lance. You're listening to Classic Michael Lance right here on Radio 3.